And welcome to Zoom with Zarni. This is Thursday, uh, July 20th, and I'm happy to have on my program uh, this week, Carrie Ingersoll Wood. She is a county legislature, or she's running. I, I do this all the time, but I'm always hopeful that people are going to win. She's running for county legislature uh, for county legislative seat number 10, which is in the Manlius area, one of the closest seats every election. Uh, Democrats have been very close to winning that within 130 votes or 150 votes, you know, almost every election going back uh, the last three or four cycles now. And uh, Carrie Ingersoll, we're just hoping to uh, crack that. And uh, we have a great conversation. She's an educator, uh, a dog mom, and uh, someone who I think is a dynamic presence at doors. And I think she's going to, uh, you know, really work really hard for this district. I'm in D.C. this week. Uh, so this is not coming to you. Uh, I'm pre-recording this, so if there's any major developments that have happened, uh, I, I won't be updating with you on this uh, program. Uh, I'm in D.C. for the uh, Election Assistance Commission Local Governing Council. I'm part of that. I'm one of two representatives from New York, uh, and there's two representatives from every state. Uh, we get together and talk about uh, how to help the Elections Assistance Commission on the local side to make elections easier for everyone. I'm excited for this trip. Um, you know, as we speak, uh, we'll be right in the middle of it uh, and, uh, you know, an all-day session about uh, this new uh, commission, and I'll be reporting more about that next week in my Zoom exam. Well, for now, stay tuned for my interview with Carrie Ingersoll Wood, candidate for Onondaga County Legislative District 10 in the greater Manlius area. Bye-bye. And we're back, and I'm so happy to have my new friend, Carrie Ingersoll-Wood. Carrie is a member of the Manliest Democratic Committee, and she's also running for county legislature out in the 10th District, one of the few competitive races uh, this year, and probably one of the more high-profile county legislative seats that are up for election. Carrie, welcome to Zoom with Zari. Thank you, Dustin. It is such a pleasure to be with you. Thanks for having me. So the 10th Legislative District is wholly... Uh, inside the town of Manlius, although they did shift it north in the in the redistricting, where they they took the village of Manlius out of the Manlius district and uh, and shifted north, made it a little bit more conservative, but not much more. And uh, you know, this district has had a history of being extremely close. Uh, the last three election cycles, uh, this district was won by less than 150 votes. Uh, so what's your thoughts on being involved in a very competitive election? Uh, I think it's exciting. <laughs> I, I, um, I, I'm enjoying getting to know constituents. I'm already out uh, knocking doors and I really like hearing the feedback from, um, from everyone, from everyone I'm speaking with, not just uh, those who voted Democratic last time. So it's, a, it's, it's exciting. Well, we should, you know, talk about you because you're a first-time candidate, uh, and uh, you have a unique background, I think. And uh, but you know, tell tell the voters who's Carrie Ingersoll Wood. Okay, uh, I am um, a PhD candidate in the School of Education at Syracuse University. I also work full-time at SU. I am the director of the Disability Cultural Center, which is housed within the Intercultural Collective, along with the LGBTQ Resource Center and the Office of Multicultural Affairs and the Native Student Program. Um, and I'm a first-generation student. So 
I understand the challenges of a lot of our constituents inside of District 10. I come from a working class background and I um, come to came to education because it really changed my life. And that's why I found myself as an English teacher for middle and high school before I um, decided to pursue my PhD, which was always a dream. And I'm a candidate now, so I'm nearly there. So uh, I want to, yeah, it's a great background, but I want to ask, why are you a candidate too? Because why are you running uh, for county legislature in particular? Um, I would say it's my experience in the classroom. I was a Syracuse City School teacher and I saw a lot of things happening inside of the school classroom, which was echoing what was happening in our county. And I feel that once I got into politics inside of Manlius and started to understand the nuances and how um, effective government can change our community from this level, it really energized me. And I feel as though District 10 deserves a representative who is bipartisan when representing their, um, their collective thought. And I feel as an educator and a researcher that I'm very well positioned to do that. I'll do my homework. So, you know, we talked about how close this race is and you know, how uh, close the district is and why you're running. But um, what do you think are the needs of this district? What are, you know, what, what are the people telling you that uh, when, when you're going door to door, what are the needs of this district? Um, so I, in speaking with individuals, they are talking about having representation that reflects their voices, and they really want to have these deep conversations. And I've noticed that they're keeping me at the door longer because I also want to engage with them and hear what they have to say. And they have uh, reported to me that um, Mark Olson had promised to hold town halls, which he didn't do. And I, or he hasn't done yet. So that's something I'm willing to do and want to do. I want to hear from people. Well, that kind of leads me into my next question, because you are running against an incumbent. He's a one-term incumbent, um, but, uh, you know, he's also been the, and still is, the mayor of Fayetteville, so people uh, know him. But, you know, what, what differentiates you from your opponent? What, what are the, the things that you think stand out uh, that, or, or some things maybe that uh, Legislator Olson hasn't done right? Well, number one, I think that the voters expect, as I said, that their representative will do their homework and will then do their due diligence. And it doesn't appear that Mark Olson is willing to do that. And we can see that in the, his um, voting record inside of the legislature. He has, um, according to his voting record, it looks like he's been voting along partisan lines. He's been voting right along with the Republicans and with the county executive, including um, his vote on the aquarium and the land, the purchase of the land for the aquarium, which that is a, the first thing individuals ask me at the door. Yeah, so let's dive in on the aquarium because that is uh, something that, uh, you know, I interviewed Mo Brown about this last week and he uh, brought up the aquarium as well. He's, you know, uh, and the Democrats have, um, you know, criticized the administration for uh, not having a full study done and then, after the land was purchased, a uh, environmental report that was kind of kept hidden came to light, and then, um, and then yet they still wouldn't, uh, 
you know, rethink uh, the purchase of the land or, uh, you know, talk about liability of what, what we're buying. So let, let's dive into the aquarium. So let's get your thoughts on that. What, 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 where are you at with the aquarium? And, you know, kind of expand on, on what you're, you're thinking there. Yeah, no pun intended, right? Let's dive into the aquarium. <laughs> um, an English teacher, I really appreciate that. So I have been talking to um, uh, residents inside of District 10, young and old, and getting feedback. Um, but let's talk about me first. Um, I have a problem with the aquarium because it doesn't represent, a, I think, a fiscal responsibility in that 85 million is, if you know anything about contracts and construction and all of these things, is the floor, right? Um, I know um, from experience um, with my engineer husband that change orders are going to add dramatic costs to this. And that might not be something that the public is um, aware of at the forefront, but I think it's in the back of their mind. And this is what they're pushing back against, that um, this isn't going to fix any of the problems that we currently have inside of the county. And so um, when you're talking about managing that large of a sum of money in order to uh, bring in tourism, that just isn't what we're known for, um, it throws up a lot of red flags for me as well. Um, the youth definitely are adamant that this is a bad decision for the long run. Uh, because they know that they would be the ones who would be saddled with all the repairs and the maintenance and the upkeep, and that those are going to um, outnumber uh, what anyone is even anticipating at this point. So the aquarium, um, I feel, is a, it's a blatant disregard for the problems that Syracuse is already experiencing with lead and with um, generational poverty, and it ignores the facts of uh, the reputation of our city with um, having the highest uh, childhood poverty rate. And I really think that we could have put our money into better places, and we should be. That's why Democrats are speaking them. Yeah, I, I mean, I think just to remind the viewers, what the, the aquarium was bought with surplus funds, uh, surplus funds made possible because ARPA funding came in and helped the county through the uh, through the COVID uh, pandemic. Thank you to Chuck Schumer and Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi for delivering that ARPA money uh, and, and and making that uh, happen. But uh, the um, but now that you know the the county has a surplus, they're spending this eighty five million dollars is what they're saying is the price tag, but we don't really know because prices have gone up since they got that initial marketing study uh they haven't done a full environmental study here um and they they claim that this is going to be a draw to bring people into onondaga county as opposed to how uh you know these aquariums work in other cities they kind of they're there to take advantage of a, an already burgeoning tourist industry and so it's like an and also on instead of the only draw so mm -hmm. you know what would you like to see you know if you get in there you know you're, you're gonna be part of the governing coalition and have to uh you know move forward on this the republicans have pushed this through and they, they they've already bought the land so what do you would you like to see different going forward with aquarium 
Well, you you bring about an interesting uh, question because I, I don't know what I don't know, right? But um, faced with having to now uh, move forward with the aquarium, I think that um, as someone who worked in education, that that would have to be a highlight, right? It would have to be um, a focus of not just tourism, but ways that we could use the aquarium to um, work in collaboration with other um, science attractions inside of our county and surrounding counties so that um, we can um, benefit from having the aquarium, like not just trying to turn it into um, a tour straw, which as you so eloquently stated, um, that is not what other cities have done um, who have, have aquariums. They already have that um, tourism base. So I would see the aquarium as um, moving forward in um, trying to highlight that as a, a scientific and educational benefit. So uh, moving on to, you know, another big topic that's been in the news is Micron. Uh, you know, we're we're looking at a infusion of 50,000 workers, they say, over the next 10 years. Uh, obviously, um, Manlius is going to be already one of the top populous towns. It's the third most populous town in, uh, in Onondaga County now. And with the location of Micron being in Northern Clay there, you know, Manlius will be a, an area where housing may be a concern. Housing is already a concern in all of Onondaga County. What do you see the role of the legislature is in, in housing and uh, in, in, in supporting this Micron uh, um, in investment in our community? I think that the county legislature has um, an unprecedented uh, ability here to make significant change, not only in surrounding districts like District 10 for the town of Manlius, but also for the city of Syracuse, and um, to make sure that we are doing our very best to um, make sure that the city grows along with our, our, our districts, because without that, um, we could see a drastic increase in the disparity between our district and in the city. And I mentioned that because I, when you bring up housing inside of Manlius and the surrounding communities um, that are around Syracuse, um, I know that they will benefit from housing, but I worry that we don't have enough affordable housing for individuals who are, who are not Micron employees. That is um, a very important topic right now and conversations where we are talking about pricing individuals out of homes and not having enough um, affordable housing even out in the surrounding communities for workers who want to work in our communities inside of the town of Manlius. Um, we need to make sure that we're not only um, creating those uh, homes and having homes built for um, executives, but we also have housing that's affordable for um, people who want to work and live inside of Manlius, inside of our um, our really cute boutique shops <laughs> and our coffee shops, and they want to be a part and they want to live and work inside of our community and contribute to that. So that's something that's on the forefront of my mind for Manlius. So, you know, moving on to the campaign itself, what are you planning on doing, uh, you know, to hopefully finally flip this district? It's been on the verge for several elections now. <laughs> 
what are your uh you know what what's your campaign plan now that we are finally past the primary and getting into the general election what 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 are you uh what are you doing right now and and uh, and what are, what, what can people the voters expect from you over the next few months um they can expect to see me <laughs> so i am out knocking doors and and meeting with people and i am trying to uh, meet as many people inside of my district as possible, and I'm going to be everywhere this summer. I'm not. Um, I'm home for the summer, which is uh, kind of rare for me, and I'm really enjoying getting to see all the different parts of the town of Manliest um, by door knocking. So um, you can expect to see and learn more about me on my social media. Um, it's also July is um, Disability Pride Month, and as the director of the DCC SU. Um, I'm, I'm very excited to celebrate the 33rd anniversary of the ADA, which was passed in 1990. So that's a big thing coming up on July 26th. And like I said, um, keep an eye on my social media in order to learn more about me and um, why I'm running and why I think that um, District 10 is really ready for me as a candidate. I think um, we've had an influx of people join our community who are like-minded and want to see a representative who is bipartisan and will represent everyone. So if you are, when you are successful, when, <laughs> when you are successful, uh, we're gonna use the language of manifestation here, when you are successful uh, and, and, and are the next representative for the 10th legislative district, what do you expect your first term to be focused on? I, I think it's like any, uh, any job. When you're, when you're new, it, that'll be a learning curve. But I will apply myself wholeheartedly to that um, as I do with every project and endeavor that I've put myself into. So it's gonna be learning and listening. And I want to hear from constituents and I wanna hear the good, the bad, and um, so that I can grow and be the best person to represent our, um, our District 10. Great. Well, Carrie, uh, you know, we're kind of getting towards the end of how long I like these interviews to go. It's a nice introduction for you. But I always end with uh, what haven't we talked about? What is an issue or aspect of yourself or your campaign or, you know, your dogs, whatever, you know, you want to talk about? Uh, the floor is yours. Uh, well, expect to see um, more uh, photos of my dogs. I have three Labradors, and um, I took campaign photos with our with our youngest dog. So Argos is front and center inside of um, all of those campaign photos. But really, um, I think another thing that I, I didn't talk about was that um, another issue constituents bring up is um, that there's a conflict of interest with their uh, representation with their current legislator. Um, Mark holds the office of mayor of Fayetteville and the county legislator seat. And a lot of people aren't really interested in that and they have questions about um, whether or not that's ethical. So that's the one thing we didn't talk about. Um, I think that they have a point and um, I won't be holding dual elected offices. So. You're not, you're, not run, you're not gonna run for uh mayor of any of the villages out in there. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I won't. Yeah. I'm only running for county legislator. <laughs> and I'm glad you said not ethical only because it is legal. It is uh but there was an ethics code uh 
that had, you know, again, the Democrats were trying to bring up an ethics code uh, change and the Republicans co-opted it and watered it down. And uh, one of the things that the Democrats uh, had in there was about holding other elective office and also um, hiring former legislators or current legislators uh, as the county administration has done. I think it's now up to like five or six of former or current or or who were current legislators and then took a job in the administration to leave a position. We saw that in the te- in the 10th, or I'm sorry, the 11th. We saw that in the former representative of the 10th getting a job, um, you know, even uh, it, with the with the McMahon administration, even though uh, Mr. Holmquist had said for years it was wrong for that to do. And then when it was his job, he did it. So, you know, again, the ethics uh, concerns that Democrats have brought up have been poo-pooed and then watered down. So that's, a you know, I, I think that that is something that needs to be continued to be addressed. I was there at the last county ledge meeting last week on Wednesday when Mark voted for the code of ethics. And I, it was glaringly obvious that the, this code of ethics that was just um, redone uh, and as you said, it, it was made kind of toothless by the Republicans, so it lacks teeth. But um, I noticed that the new uh, dual office won't take place until January 1st, 2024. So that, you know, that gives Mark a pass. And I'm not the only one who's noticed that. And I bring that up because um, conservatives, uh, Republicans, Democrats, Working Families Party individuals at the doors are saying this to me. So I know that um, people are watching. It's an issue of concern, and I, I promise I won't vote for I won't run for mayor. <laughs> yeah, his uh, his term is up in March of 2024. So, um, you know, that will be uh, interesting to see how that goes. But uh, they're watching. Yeah. <laughs> so um, his term as village mayor, not as mm-hmm. county legislator. His county legislature term is up this year. Um, so. Carrie, thank you so much for coming on Zoom with Zarni. Uh, now's your time. Uh, tell people where they can find you on the web, Facebook, all of that. Oh, you can find me at um, Carrie Wood for County Ledge on Instagram and Carrie Ingersoll Wood for Onondaga, Onondaga County Legislator on Facebook. And you can also engage with me on LinkedIn. And we're going to put all those links on into the show notes, so go check them out. Uh, make sure you follow her. This is going to be one of the uh, most watch races in Onondaga County this general election. So, Carrie, thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you for running. It's hard to run for office. And I really appreciate you coming on. And uh, voters, go check her out. Thanks, Dustin. That was my interview with Carrie Ingersoll Wood, uh, candidate for Onondaga County Legislature 10. Uh, I, please uh, follow the social links in, uh, uh, in, her, uh, in my feed here for her. A follower along. Uh, she's a great candidate, as you can see, and uh, I hope you give her your support. This week, I am in D.C., but I'm going to try to continue my content. I'll be doing a weekly walk, which is part two of the uh, election, uh, the primary election. We'll be talking about election day, affidavit, and uh, turnout for the primary election. And then next week, on my commissioner in the car on Tuesday, uh, I'll be talking about the uh, uh, you know the the this conference that I'm at the the fallout the 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 outcome of that and uh, then uh, Zoom with Zarni 
I'll be talking to the manliest town candidates, uh, the supervisor, town board, and town justice candidates for the town of Manlius, uh, and that'll be next Thursday. So remember to go to DustinZarney.com. You can subscribe for free, always will be for free, no ads ever. Uh, this is part of my uh, public education outreach, and I hope uh, you know you go there, and if you subscribe, you'll get a notification for any time I have content or election news. So enjoy. Bye-bye. <laughs>